This episode is brought to you by Element, spelled L-M-N-T. What is Element? It's a delicious, sugar-free, electrolyte drink mix. I tried this recently after hearing about it on another podcast, and since then, I've stocked up on boxes and boxes of this, and usually use it one to two times per day. Element is a great alternative to other commercial recovery and performance drinks. As a coach or an athlete, you will not find a better product that focuses on the essential electrolytes your body needs during competition. Element has become a staple in my own training and something we are excited to offer our coaches and student athletes as well. Element is used by military special forces teams, Team USA Weightlifting, at least five NFL teams, and more than half the NBA. You can try it risk-free. If you don't like it, Element will give you your money back, no questions asked. They have extremely low return rates. Element came up with a very special offer for you as a listener to this podcast. For a limited time, you can claim a free Element sample pack. You only cover the cost of shipping. For U.S. customers, this means that you can receive an eight-count sample pack for only $5. Simply go to drinkelement.com slash justinclimo. That's drinklmnt.com slash justinclimo to claim your free eight-count sample pack. Drinkelement.com slash justinclimo. Cypress Grove Studios is supported by the Canyon Properties Group, the number one real estate team in Pebble Beach and Carmel, California. They specialize in ocean and golf front properties and have been leading the industry for over 35 years. If you've ever played golf in Pebble Beach or taken a run along Carmel Beach, you've definitely seen their listings. As their team has grown, they've expanded into dramatic ocean view homes in the Carmel Highlands, and most recently into the Santa Lucia Preserve, which encompasses about 10,000 acres with just 300 home sites, a Tom Fazio golf course, and over 100 miles of private trails. If you're looking for a seasonal getaway or interested in moving here full-time, be sure to reach out to Jess Canyon. I've known Jess for several years and have learned how complicated and diverse properties are in this area. She'll help you dial in the search to find what you're looking for, and like every great team, they focus on the details, execute at every step, and work as a group to provide the best value for each of their clients. For more information about the team and to check out their current listings, please visit www.canningproperties.com slash ysports. Once again, that's www.canningproperties.com slash ysports. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to Y Sports, a podcast designed to highlight the value of athletics as a foundation for any career path. Through interviews with professionals across industries, we discuss the impact of being part of a team, competition, learning to fail, and how those lessons transcend athletics into the workplace. Join us as we explore the importance of sports as professional development while our guests share what they have learned throughout their career. I'm your host, Justin Clarno. Welcome back to Y Sports. We are joined by John Bowman, president of Toro Petroleum and childhood friend. Excited to have you on the pod today. Talk about all things sports. Justin, I, I always love the opportunity to get to communicate with you. We've been friends for quite a long time. You've always been the man that had a goal and you stuck with the plan and 
that puts you where you are today. Lots of success. And you're helping a lot of young adults out there find success too. And I greatly appreciate you for that. As we learned growing up, it's how you give back, which really sets you apart from the rest of the world. And you're doing the same thing in the youth groups you're part of these days. And I want to really figure out from your standpoint where you are now, in what way did your background in athletics help shape your professional career? What are the lessons that you've leaned on? How did you get where you are now? But big picture, we're going to talk about like, how did your background in sports set you up for success? But if you could give us a little bit of a background of what you do, how you got there to start us off. You know, I'm very biased. I've always loved sports. I don't even know where it started as a young child. If you're lucky, you get an opportunity to play on an athletic team of some sort. And I've broken this down. I look at it from a different standpoint at this point in my life because I have these young kids that I'm trying to raise. And that's always a lot of work, right? I break it down. You introduce a child to an activity, a sport. And if they're lucky, they find success. And, and really, success comes in so many different levels. It could be success. I learned how to throw a baseball today. And then it can translate to, I caught a game-winning touchdown pass. But for me, I guess the taste of that became a driver, right? So we all kind of judged success on different levels. That's what makes the world go around. And I think that to me, that's like nuts and bolts breakdown of athletics in general. We need to be busy doing something. So if we're lucky, we're having fun. And for me, playing a sport typically translates to a good time, but it also teaches you so many different things. It's really endless if you think about it. It helps you work with others, communicate. One of my big things is, and I even say this to my soon-to-be nine-year-old, I said uh, to him the other day, I said, you need to learn how to lose, but never be good at it. Mm -hmm. He looks at me like, what are you even talking about? But it's, there's so much to learn from playing on a team. You learn how to overcome adversity. You learn how to work as a team unit and how it's never one person that makes the team, it's the entire team. And we all have something to add, if you will, to, to that success. And I look at so many things and then in the workplace today, really, if you're lucky, you have the opportunity to field a team of sorts, right? You, you can go out there and look at who might be available to help you in the cause and draft the people that you need to make your team successful. And also you can find strengths in people you might already be working with that you didn't know they had, or they didn't know they had. All, all these things are helpful in, in the process in the workplace, but really they start on the field or the basketball court or the baseball field. Let's talk about that for a sec. Let's right. go back in time and you go through high school alongside of me and you're a football, soccer, baseball guy, three seasons, four years, did a little bit of everything. You also grew up surfing. You do team roping as an adult. You've had some setbacks, some injuries in your life that you go to play college football for a year, decide to go and switch schools. But as you go through that, you think back that whole deal, 
and you had to make a decision that I'm retiring and I'm going to go somewhere else so I can pursue the next chapter of my life. Talk us through that moment and how you got to a place of reconciliation that it was time to, to step off the field and do something else. I have to admit, I wish it didn't come as fast as it did, but God-given ability had to be a big part of that. Coming out of Stevenson, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing anything but play, playing sport. And then I ended up making a choice to go to a small college based on the fact that I could probably play there. I, no, Stanford wasn't calling me and all these big schools that would have been amazing to go to. And that wasn't my reality. And when you're a young adult, you're trying to understand what your reality is. Uh, so I, I left Stevenson with an amazing experience and had a lot of fun in the process. And I, I got to this college that I thought was a good move. And that was the eye opener for me. It was like, okay, this school is small. It's very similar to the high school experience as far as size. Um, and it, it was that point I realized like, I really, I'm ready to go to a big university. And I knew at that point, the only way I could pull that off was most likely academically speaking. And so at that point I made the decision it was a life decision. I'm going to step away from, we'll just say collegiate sports and start opening books and taking that to the next level and make sure my GPA was where it needed to be. And that was going to give me the best opportunity to go to the college I wanted. So that's how it played out for me. Um, and looking back, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Would have been great if uh, I could have gone to that division one for that sport, but that, that wasn't my reality. So I made it to the school that I wanted to go to and it wasn't to play sports. That was a fact, but the whole point of college really is education and all these other experiences you can have too. So let me ask you this, John, you are always a hard worker academically, but school did not come easy for you. And given that reality, without getting too personal about it, or if you want to, you can, <laughs> what role did sports play in keeping you focused and positive and enjoying your school experience when school was very hard? The way I look at it, you feed off the whole experience of sports with the fact that the more work you put in, they always tell you, you're going to see it in the long run. And academically speaking, I realized it did, a lot of things didn't come naturally for me. I had to spend a lot of time to, to quite honestly get mediocre grades where you look around and realize, wow, this comes easy for a lot of people. Why isn't it happening for me? And then I was able to sometimes step on the field and get something I needed, which is more self-fulfilling if you can come out and see or experience a play that made you feel better or help a team win or have that camaraderie like that, that became a big part of who I was because quite honestly, I wasn't feeling comfortable on the ac academic side, but my comfort zone was through sports, through that process in life in general. Sometimes you got to dig deep and it's always potentially a challenge. If it was easy, we'd all be doing it. We'd all be out there just 
experiencing just bliss. But it's funny when I think about my high school experience, I had to really grind it out just to get through academically speaking. And if it weren't for the fact that I was having a great time playing sports, who knows? That got me up in the morning. That got me to school. I knew I had to go to class so I could play baseball or football or whatever it was. Hey, and at that point, like whatever it takes, I mean, you just need to get there and then figure it out as you go. And that was my reality, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, how would you say that translated once you got through with college and into the professional life, which is, hey, here are the things that get me up in the morning. And here are the things I need to figure out. And the lessons that you learned that allowed you to just keep chopping the proverbial wood. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. A lot of things didn't come easy. So that was just where, that was my existence. I felt like as long as I had the opportunity, that's all I could ever ask for. So as opportunities popped up, I realized that that's just the beginning. That's the ticket. Now go do something with it. My experiences, and I knew the direction I wanted to go. I just knew it wasn't going to be easy. And looking back, like not a whole lot really changes. On the professional side, you're always struggling. You're always having to motivate yourself. And then fortunately, I find myself in, in a good position where I'm trying to motivate others because it's not easy. Every day isn't easy out there. I've had my own experiences and I've had to pull myself up and get going. And now I realize like maybe my big challenges at the time, they're huge challenges, but then you reflect as an adult and you look back and I realize, wow, that was amazing. And I feel blessed to, to have a family of parents that cared about my education and helped push me. And then really, maybe that was my life lesson. Things aren't going to come easy for you. So you got to go out there and make things happen for yourself. And right. uh, that's my big take back from just having to grind it out constantly, academically speaking, in high school. And then college didn't come easy. I just started to figure out maybe better ways of uh, getting myself to to pass tests and have success and you, you start understanding yourself as you get older and more mature. I think that's really what helped. And then just having the drive and the focus and never really thinking about quitting because I, I knew where I wanted to go. I just, you never know how much work you're going to put in, but that doesn't really matter. You just know where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Let me ask this question. You have three children, you have coached youth sports at this point in your life, you have attended games, you have been an athlete, you are still an athlete who still runs into some injuries and disappointments, but it's are the lessons that you now offer others since you're now removed. Our coaches all had things they said to us that maybe we remember, maybe we don't, but what are the constants if you had to give three bullet points? This is what I'm constantly trying to message people at work, my children, my inner circle. This is really important in life. I guess three pretty strong ones for me is, you know, how to overcome adversity. And adversity comes all shapes and sizes. And there isn't a human on the planet that doesn't have to face that, you know, and that starts from the beginning. That's something Jeff Young would talk about on the old gridiron, you got to go out there and you got to 
put everything forth and you got to come as come together as a team and you might be behind in points the scoreboard's not looking the way you want it to look but that doesn't mean you step back doesn't mean you back down it just means you need to push and give everything you can to me that's a big one daily i always think about how to be a team player that's another big one for me in the professional world that's key because what i can do as one human is nothing compared to what a group of people can do together and if we're all operating as a team we're all working together we, we all have a common goal you can accomplish so much. The third one for me is I've had to tell myself a lot of times, and this is the personal side, this is the professional side, but you, you got to live to fight another day. So there's a fine line there. And sometimes you chalk, you can chalk it up for a, a win or a loss, but really sometimes you just got to be thankful to be able to return back the following day, one way or the other. You kind of mentioned it, but crazy thing happened to me this year. I got in a pretty bad ski accident. You think after 40 years of skiing, I'd have that sport figured out. Maybe not. I had some pretty major injuries and I feel really so blessed to be able to just walk around and chase these young kids. And I took a year off from coaching the, the youth sports and purely because I had shoulder surgery, so baseball season was out. I had a broken pelvis, so moving around in general was out for a while. I'm really looking forward to getting back out there. And I'm a huge advocate of playing multiple sports. It's always been something I did. And I tell my kids, high school student all the way down to first grade, I'm going to help you be decent at everything and at least have an understanding of how it works. And then at some point you make the choice. But I always, and I just told my nine-year-old who's following the footsteps of my oldest in high school is play three sports and go to school full-time. If you don't play three sports, you need to go get a job. So that's a subtle motivation itself, but I feel like there's so much to learn really from both, but this is a point of life where you're in school and, and you can go out and it's easy to get on a team and, and go out there and do it. There's the opportunities are right there. I'm a big advocate of multiple sports. I, I know a lot of kids get serious on one. Um, I'm not raising pro athletes over here. I'm just trying to raise good humans. I hope that of anything, these children go through grade school, they go through high school, they get a lot back from sports. I remember telling my senior in high school now when she was probably about 10 or 11, I said, get out there and play. If you don't like it, it's fine. But what I can tell you some things that will definitely happen, said you'll definitely meet more people out there who you'll probably hang out with when you get to high school. And so if anything, you're building relationships. I wanna like talk that. about that for a sec, John the three sport thing the multi-sport thing super important to me as well and that's what we push here and i talk about sports being a vehicle to teach leadership followership and to learn to be part of something bigger than yourself which you already talked about with the teamwork piece what i wonder about is as a leader now who manages other human beings adults and non-adults how have you learned to take criticism in your life? We now like to call them feedback loops, but at the end of the day, you got to give people feedback. How has your 
experience being on the receiving end of that shaped your delivery on the delivering end of that? It's funny when you're a young kid learning how to play a sport, sometimes it's really challenging when you're taking criticism and you have a hard time looking at it as there's something to gain from it. Now, as an adult, I, I love it when somebody comes up and checks me or tells me you could be doing this a little differently or let me give you my opinion on a better way to accomplish this. And I constantly tell people, just because this is the way we're doing something doesn't make it right. It just means that's the way we're doing it. The reason you're here is because we find you to be an addition to what we have and an intelligent addition. Let's listen to what you have to say. And there's no right or wrong answer. As they always say, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. And it's so easy in the workplace to get caught doing the same thing day in and day out because it seems to work. We're creatures of habit. We don't want to make changes. That person coming in and communicating and, and adding their two cents is huge. And I love hearing it today. I know for a fact, I, I didn't take it as gracefully as a high school student that, you know, maybe he didn't get down on a ground ball correctly, or maybe he didn't tuck the ball in their arm correctly when they're running down the field and everyone's trying to strip it out of their arm. Let me ask this, as a leader, is it easier for you to identify those that have a background in sports and those that do not? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's amazing because as a mediocre athlete, maybe I'm, I'm not always striving for absolute perfection. I've worked with people that went a lot further in athletics and I realized, wow, a lot of that has to do with just natural ability, but it's also their mindset. So they're so driven. It's unbelievable. No, so th there's a fine line there, right? You can go out and strive for perfection, which we all do, but then it comes back to, you, you have to be able to accept something maybe other than perfection. Mm -hmm. But either way, if you're lucky, you find that person that, that has that drive and they're goal-oriented and all these things that help motivate who they are. Typically, when you do the research, if you don't already know, they have a lot of history playing a sport, most likely next level, college athletic driven type of human, things like that. Absolutely. And it's funny, I talked to a, one of our contemporaries that went to Aptos High School, but a guy that I used to spend a lot of time with, and he's a chef. And he said, the first question he asked potential candidates he's going to hire is, what sport did you play in high school? Because as a line chef, that teamwork mattered. I would never thought of that. I was like, whoa, that's really interesting. And the way you frame that kind of makes that echo. The other thing I wonder about is this idea of network. And you and I joke, it's like we connect people in the world. We have a lot of people that we know. And how did your background help grow that network? And how important has that been as you've navigated your professional career and the different challenges that have come your way? Networking in general, it's funny because it's it starts as a child, right? You show up first day of school and and, and that process is it's going. It, if you're lucky in life, I feel we're both blessed. We we're amongst a lot of pretty amazing humans in general. 
teachers, students, networking in general for me, it's it's just a, it's a funny thing, but it, it it all structures from wanting to succeed, and so you look at it like as puzzle pieces. So you're amazing at this because you'll see a need and figure out who can I communicate with to get this from point A to point B, one way or the other. And that's what I do every day. It's different problems pop up at work. We like to think we're good at certain things, but there are a lot of things we're not good with. We're not good at because we don't see them every day. And then let's, let's find out who we can get involved to accomplish what we need here. And it's all through communication. It's all through who, who you've met and potentially who you haven't met yet. Part of that, I think, John, as we grew up in a small area, we're competing against other people and then we're going out to eat with them after the game. We didn't have that combative after the fact relationship with our people because we all grew up in the same town, even though we went to different schools. And I think that's what's allowed us to have this network that we can tap into because it was always a collaborative space, even when we were competing. It's like the, the idea of compete is to uplift to a place you can't get alone. And I think that what you just described stems from that. The other thing that I do want to touch on before we wrap this thing up, because it's not the norm in our world, but how did you get into team roping and what lessons have you learned there that have propelled you through this later stage of life? I agree. I look at my upbringing, if anything, I should be a professional golfer, but I just don't have the skills and God bless my dad. He, he did his best to get me to be at that level, but I do enjoy the game. A lot of different things got me involved in team roping. And I've thought about it a little bit more recently, but I think what it is for me is learning something like a new sport. Honestly, it makes me feel like a younger person because now that I'm on the late side of the forties, we'll just say a 93 graduate, you, you, you don't have the opportunity to learn a new sport very, every day. You just don't. And I watched a lot of people on the Western world, equine Western side and rodeo sports. And I always, since I was a kid, I just always thought, man, that looks so cool. It just, there's so many things about it that just look amazing to me. And I think at the time, I, she was my girlfriend, now my wife, we went to Las Vegas to watch the National Finals Rodeo at the Thomas and Mac, which is, that's where the best of the best go compete. And uh, she brings it up still to me this day. At some point while we were there, I looked over at her and said, I can do that. And I just decided that's something I wanted to do. And I started networking and calling different people that are great athletes and that's what they've always done typically I've come to realize most people that team rope grew up team roping that's been their sport generations of their family were involved in that sport one way or the other and that and that's typically how these things happen and and as we get older I mean team roping a lot of people might not understand exactly what that is but if it's done right, you don't get off your horse. And I like to go fast and I can go fast if I'm riding a good horse and my own old legs don't need to propel me to that speed. So those are all advantageous to me. I get the excitement of riding a horse 
and it's a teamed event. You want to get something done in the fastest time possible. And then it's team roping. So you rely on another person. And what's so amazing about it and, and why I think, quite honestly, I, I have this addiction to it is when you back in the box and you nod for that steer to come out of the chute, you can't think about anything except the task at hand. So you can't think about what's going on at work that may be not a good thing. You can't think about anything except what you're doing. And so to me, that's a big part of it, but it's also an athletic event that my body will allow me to still compete at. And I'm not going to lie, if I could still run hard and the way I was in high school, I'd probably be playing football, but I don't have that opportunity. And having my high school daughter beat me up on a basketball court, that gets old too. So I, I do enjoy the team roping thing and, and it, it becomes a lifestyle. My, my athletes are horses. We live in a place, fortunately, where we have all these things here. So I can practice at home. Our horses are here. I can make sure they're healthy and well taken care of because they're my athletes. And it's just a great experience in general. And I've introduced this to, to my children. Two of them are not too into it. I think my third, my youngest, she she's all about it. That's what she wants to be around horses. She's a great rider already, which is great. That kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, I love introducing all these different sports to my children and allow them to make choices. And the more choices they have, the better, because there could be a sport out there that they don't even know about, which they could absolutely love. So I feel like I've done my part as a father by just bringing all these different sports to them and let them make a choice. But that's my team roping. That's my adult sport that, that takes me away from the work world when it's time. And I have a lot of fun. That's what it's about. I mean, enjoying life. And, and that's part of it for me. But that's how that all happened. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there right at the end. Even as an adult, are you having fun? And if you're not, maybe it's time to try on a different hat. Give me a short soundbite of why you think anybody out there listening should consider this idea of Sports sampling versus going all in on one. Quick soundbite. What's your sales pitch? It's amazing how much you can learn from one sport that feeds into another. So, you know, I've basketball wasn't my thing like it was yours, but I've watched with my own daughter how much she's learned about basketball on a soccer field for instance. And, and that's just more like vision related. And th this is a big topic because a lot of parents just push one sport, which I understand to a point, but then we see more injuries because of overuse potentially. And I think if a child's out there playing multiple sports and, and there is one that they're a standout in, naturally, I'd probably put a little more energy into it. But I wouldn't put everything into it. Here I am in my adult life and I've found something that I'd never even experienced before that I enjoy tremendously. And really it comes back to what you just said as well. Like you, you might not know what's out there and you might just overlook it completely because you never gave it an opportunity. I think I you're right. And I think that's the takeaway, right? If you close these doors and you're so zeroed in that you're not even 
giving yourself a chance to try some things, it's like life. You might end up in a career that you never thought possible because you were willing to try something. And I think that's a great message to send us home on. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy work schedule and uh, all the things that you could be doing right now to hang out with me. Thanks, Justin. It's always a pleasure. Love seeing you over there at that Stevenson office and keep up the good work, man. Why Sports is brought to you by the Canning Properties Group, the number one real estate team in Pebble Beach and Carmel, California, specializing in ocean and golf front properties for 35 years. If you're looking for a seasonal getaway or interested in moving here full-time, head to canningproperties.com backslash sports, and they will dial up a search just for you. Hi, this is Natasha McGill, recreational tennis player at the club at Pasadena and labor and delivery nurse. Ever feeling tired after a long day at work or after tough practice? Try Element. That's L-M-N-T for the energy you're missing in your life. It's sugar-free and filled with electrolytes your body needs for energizing power. Try it risk-free, money-back guarantee with our special offer at drinkelement, that's L-M-N-T dot com slash Justin Climo. You only pay the shipping. What's there to lose? Power up! This Cypress Grove podcast is proud to be sponsored by Delta Wines and Brick and Mortar, our everyday go-to with sustainability built in. Delta wines are vibrant yet balanced, made to be enjoyed on a special occasion. Brick and Mortar was founded in 2011 and has worked to create the European Wine Drinkers California Wine. The wines are small lot, single vineyard, sourced from Napa, Sonoma County, and the Mendocino Ridge. In addition to tasting good, they also help you feel good with eco-friendly packaging and environmental nonprofit donations from every purchase. Buy online at winesforchange.com. In addition, use the code CONTACTS to support us and get a discount. The presentation is beautiful, the wines are great, and you're supporting saving the earth. What more do you need? Again, that's online at winesforchange.com. Discount code CONTACTS at checkout. If you found this valuable, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and give Y Sports and this week's guest a shout out on social media to show your support.